And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are going to review a film called My Week with Marilyn. Mm -hmm. Now, we talk about the movies, and here we're going to talk about a movie about movies, because the Marilyn in the title is, of course, Marilyn Monroe, played by Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of people in this film, a lot of great actors I want to talk about, but I got to say right off the bat, Mm -hmm. Michelle Williams as Marilyn Monroe is absolutely astonishing. The metamorphosis that took place off screen to create Marilyn's image was really phenomenal. I think Michelle Williams and her makeup artists and so on all deserve an award. This is quite a wonderful performance. It's a marvelous performance and not just the way she looks. We'll get into that later. The plot is, it's basically a true story. It takes place in 1957. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe was flown over to London to co-star with who was then considered the world's greatest actor, Laurence Olivier, mm-hmm. in the film The Prince and the Showgirl. Right. At that time it was called The Sleeping Prince. That's right, from a play by Terence Radigan, by the way. And at the time, Marilyn Monroe just turned 30. She had just married her third husband, the great playwright Arthur Miller, Correct. played here by Doug Ray Scott. She had been married to Joe DiMaggio prior to that. She desperately wanted to be considered a great actress. Correct. She knew she was a great sex symbol. And she was terribly, terribly insecure and scared. Well, this was to be Marilyn's big explosion on this screen to prove to the world that she could hold her own against a great actor, yes, Sir Lawrence. And it was obviously an opportunity for Sir Lawrence Olivier to resurrect his rather quiet career at that moment. Film career, anyway, yeah. Certainly. To make a comeback as a major film actor playing opera opposite the world's most beautiful woman. So it was a hotbed of turmoil and a lot of tension existed the minute that these two people met. Olivier, of course, was a very powerful personality, certainly a powerful director. Marilyn Monroe couldn't just walk on the set and start acting. She was very much under the thumb of a famous acting teacher, Paula Strasberg, played here by Zoe Wanamaker, and she was doing what was then referred to as the method of acting, Mm -hmm. which was the absolute opposite of the way Olivier acted. And, you know, you think of seeing Olivier in Wuthering Heights and Hamlet and and Othello. He was a brilliant, brilliant actor. There's no getting around it. Well, he was from the school of presentational acting. Absolutely. And Monroe was an interior actress. That was the kind of film process that was taught by Lee Strasberg, a.k.a. Paula Strasberg, in this film because Lee Strasberg couldn't take time off from running the actor's studio in New York to be on the set, so he sent his wife. Right. She was no acting teacher. All Paula Strasberg was hired to do for $2,500 a week, I might add, was to tell Marilyn from morning until night that she was the world's greatest actress. She was to build up her ego, and Marilyn needed a lot of building up. She does, and what comes across here in Michelle Williams' performance is, first of all, when she is being Marilyn Monroe on screen, when she's doing the scenes for this movie, she is adorable, she is bubbly, she is so exciting and wonderful and magical to watch. 
But when she was being Marilyn Monroe off stage, mm-hmm. she was so vulnerable. She was so terrified. She needed so desperately to have people tell her that she mattered. And I've got to tell you that Michelle Williams' performance just broke my heart. Well, also, I think we have to talk about Kenneth Branagh as Sir Lawrence Olivier. Marvelous. This is not just a Marilyn movie. This is a movie with three people, really, and it's a love story between them. There's the young writer upon whom this entire movie is based on, Colin Clark. He's a 23-year-old filmmaker wannabe who does everything he possibly can to get a job with Sir Lawrence Olivier on this film. And he ends up being the third assistant director, which means he is a gopher. He's the guy who goes for And he is the my week in my week with Marilyn. Right. Then you have the love-hate relationship going on between Marilyn Monroe and Sir Lawrence Olivier. And I thought that Kenneth Branagh really perfectly registered his, as I said before, his love-hate with this woman. He was enamored. He was infatuated. He was angered. He was frustrated. He was infuriated by Marilyn's off screen behavior. She would arrive on the set two, three, four hours late. She was undisciplined. She was the, as you said, the antithesis of everything that he held to be important and true in filmmaking, which was to be on time, know your lines, and perform exactly as directed. And since he was the director, he had control over her. But you know what? He really didn't. He really didn't. And as we watch Brenna throughout the film getting more and more frustrated as Olivier. Well, he can't control her. (laughs) uh, Yes, he realizes that because, you know, from the time he was very, very young, Olivier was the guy. He was the man. He was perceived by everyone as the world's greatest actor and the world's greatest director. And And he believed it. (laughs) He absolutely believed it. He was a very egotistical man. But boy, seeing him trying to control something that was way beyond anybody's abilities was astonishing. So I think that Kenneth Branagh, he was amazing. These two actors especially were just wonderful. Well, I thought Eddie Redmayne, who plays the young man, Colin, who is obsessed, of course, with Marilyn Monroe, I thought he just was perfection itself. It's very difficult to play a kid like a puppy dog in love, and that's what this movie was really all about. It was about his first great love affair in his fantasy life coming true with this goddess, screen goddess, and the pain and hurt that comes from having an unrequited love. So all of these love stories are going on. And when I say love stories, I don't mean that they were in bed with each other or any of that. I'm talking about a much higher kind of love that went on in this film. And from time to time, you see Vivian Lee, who was at that time Mrs. Lawrence Olivier, and she had just turned 43 in the film. And I thought one of the most touching scenes was she was holding on to our young co-star Colin Clark's arm, watching the dailies and watching her husband on screen looking at Marilyn Monroe as the showgirl. And she turned to Colin and she said, you know, nobody looks at me that way anymore, including my husband. Then she adds at a later point in the film, 
I just turned 43. No one will love me again. That's true. Like I had been loved at one time. She knew that ageism existed. She knew that Marilyn had captivated her husband. As angry as he was with her, it didn't matter. There's also one other important part of this movie that I think we have to bring up, Les, and that is the revelation. And Kenneth Branagh does this to perfection when he realizes that as brilliant an actor as he is, he will never be a film star. Right. Ever. A film star is what Marilyn Monroe was. And no matter what he did or how much schooling and education that he had in the theater arts, he would never equal the magnitude and magnetism that Marilyn Monroe had on the screen. And that was a bitter pill for him to swallow. But I thought he handled that sequence, Kenneth Branagh, as Olivier, that revelation with such grace and such dignity. It's a beautiful film from start to finish. My Week with Marilyn is one of the best movies I have seen in a long, long time. I don't want to finish up without mentioning Judy Dench. She plays one of the co-stars in the film Dame Sybil Thorndike, a wonderful British actress. Well, she's a co-star in the film The Prince and the Showgirl. Yes. Uh And her kindness to Marilyn Monroe. Gracious. It was so lovely. She was so good. There is one moment, and of course, Marilyn Monroe is so mixed up, she can't remember her lines. And Dame (laughs) Sybil Thorndike says to her, would you run my lines with me? Because I forget my lines. and You can help me with that. It was so incredibly kind. It was kind. This is a great, great movie about young love and about old love, too. It's just a fabulous film. You know, every man in the world at one point or another during his lifetime, myself included, was kind of in love with Marilyn Monroe. And I guarantee you that you will be in love with her, too. You will also be in love with Michelle Williams and how good she is in this role. Between her and Kenneth Branagh. And Eddie Remain. And Eddie Remain. It's just devastatingly good. I'm giving it a green light, and I urge everybody to see it. I couldn't agree more. I think... I think every performance is perfect. I think the movie is certainly admirable. The sets are wonderful. The cars, the interiors, it's all so beautiful to look at. And the performances are just calibrated beautifully. I love the film. I thought it was brilliant. I'm going to give My Week with Marilyn a brilliant green light. Okay, I'm so glad to hear that. And I hope everybody who sees it will do as we do. We gave My Week with Marilyn two green lights. Wow. Well, we'll be back to review another movie very, very soon. We hope you will join us at that time. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that, like us, you will fall in love in one way or another the next time you go to see a movie. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.